Fred Slow, and Van Nunley. All right, all right, all right, fire them up! And it starts right now on The Sports Animal. Good morning, Albuquerque. I'm Fred Slow. Mike Vitale on the ones and twos today. Good morning, Mike Vitale. How are you? Where have you been? I was out sick. I was out sick. I'm 100 now, though. I'm 100%. Glad to have you back. Thank you. Van's not here, guys. Looking for Van. Van's not here. Dan the man. You ever see that Cheech and Chong bit where he comes to the, it's Dave here. It's Dave, man. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Van's not here. Took the weekend off. Went to Flagstaff. Hang out with the fam. Flag. Is that what they call They just call it flag? Yeah, they call it, yeah. Because I used to live in Arizona. They call it flag. I'm not hip. I'm not hip enough. We're gonna do the part. You are. It's just a boring town. So I don't know. Part of my part of my story is Flagstaff. Part of my origin story. When I was in my early twenties, Vital was I was traveling the country vagabond style. Made a stop in Flagstaff. Spent a weekend one night. It was many a decade ago. What was longer ago, that or the Dallas Cowboys having this much attention? It was that. Just look who they're playing, right? Oh, my god! You gosh. know, you talk about America's team. Well, the Patriots have been America's team for the last, what, decade? Longer. Yeah. <clears throat> 20 years. 2000. I was, I, you know I'm from St. Louis. The greatest show on turf was shut down. Yep. By one Thomas Brady. I assume Thomas. I don't think I've ever heard anyone call him that. Vital, I got you a coffee. We went Twisters this morning. I'm not familiar. I saw that. Thank you. Yeah, I well, good food. I'll take. Did are you into it? Because I just had the burrito, and it was moderate to okay at best. Depends which one you go. That's what I think. I went for the super safe Midwestern one. Got a good program today. Van's not here. I'm gonna keep saying it. We got to open the phone lines. I need your help. Doing radio by yourself is a skill, and I don't have any skills. Two four six zero six ten. Give us a call. We're talking. It's open today. We're talking a lot today. So in the time that you were gone, what stuck out with to you sports-wise? Well, we're going to talk Miles Garrett, aren't we? Because that's not over yet. To. Yeah, it keeps coming. And I did miss a week. It's the first week I've missed of radio, scheduled radio, like without like making like reparations, without like precaution. Because I was sick, Vital. I had the strep throat. Couldn't talk. And then I got that's going. There's a cold going around because I got it all week. Oh, it's bogus. And I are you like me? Because I'm a gigantic man child that cannot handle the slightest illness. Like it, it, it puts me on my ass, and then I, I cannot function. You know what? I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I mean, I can kind of, uh, you know, get through it. I think military taught me that. Back from the dead. You know what's good about getting sick like early in the season though? It's out of the way because we got things coming up. We got Thanksgiving's coming up. That's right. Two four six zero six ten. What's your favorite side? We're taking that call all day. If you say anything besides green bean casserole, you're a liar. Your favorite side? Oh, for Thanksgiving? Yes. Oh. Cranberry? What are you going no, with? I, I, that's huge in the upper Midwest. Yeah. We're from Wisconsin now. Usually something with cheese. I can't really tell. Cheesy potatoes. That's a 
It's a Vital one. Oh, like an Agrotten. Woo! Yeah, that's, that's like where you and I are from, that, that Midwestern. I, I never liked that. I grew up, my grandparents are from Italy, so they would make uh, spaghetti uh, or lasagna along with the, the next course, which was turkey. At Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. Tradition in a lot of Italian-American homes. I don't, that's incredible to me. Incredibly crazy. Good program today. I'm gonna. Talk, I'll talk Thanksgiving all day. Like if that's what we're. If the, I'll talk about your tradition. I'll talk about where you go. I'll talk about how you watch the games. Tradition, tryptophan. Oh my gosh, it's it's the best holiday. It's not even close. Oh, you like it better than Christmas? Oh g- g- yes, and and not just better, like measurably better. There are people that spend the whole year just getting ready for Christmas. They they love it that much. I know people like that. Well, and those people, I, I'm not discrediting their passion. I'm not going to shame your kink, Vital. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you why Thanksgiving is better. One, fellowship. It's that, not, that's for both, true. You know, do you feel that way? Because I feel that spending Thanksgiving with the friends and the fam has like it's like it's based around like games and activities and meals and and just sharing love. And I feel like Christmas is more of a hey, we got to hit X, Y, and Z, and we got to maximize our return on gifts and investments. And there's there's a whole other like gross layer to it. Also, I, I'm very think cynical. Kind of an individual thing. I think people can make it to what they want, right? I mean, if you're with family, that's very very important. Your loved ones, your your spouse or your you know significant other, I think it goes along that. For Christmas, though, you know, because I have daughters, that's it's, it's a good a, point. It's more of a kids thing. I think you're probably right. Thanksgiving is more oh, special in terms of people being around people you love. And the weather, the weather is better, especially here in the Southwest. The weather right now is perfect. I go to work every day. I wear a sweater vest. I'm, I'm that kind of classy fella. Van will be joining us this morning. Van's going to join us at 7.30. He's going to call us from the flag. Got a couple hot topics we're going to talk about, not the store. So he'll hang out with us for a little bit after Van joins us at 7.30. My friend Robbie Rodriguez, he's going to join us. My friend Robbie Rodriguez is going to join us. He's from the New Mexico Ballet Company. Got the nutcrackers going on now. You into the? I'm into it. I love performance art. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I love that stuff, too. Yeah. So we're going to have Robbie Rodriguez in. He's going to bring his friend Evelyn. She's a special guest. Everything. We're going to talk about the Nutcracker. That's going to be good at 8. We're going to do some Lobo talk at 8.30 with Rob Portnoy. So we got a little program lined up today. Taking calls. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side? Robert, you're on the program. Good morning, my friend. Hey, good morning. Yeah, everybody needs to see the Nutcracker at least once. We're giving, uh, we're giving away ticks today, to Rob. Be... We're giving away ticks. Hello? We're going to give away ticks today. Make sure you call back at the 8 o'clock hour. Nutcracker. Okay. And then also, my favorite side would have to be the uh, mashed potatoes with a little bit of red chili grizzled, grizzled over the top. Oh, there you go. And then my question, sports-related question, is uh, what's your thoughts on the New Mexico United? Do you think we have a chance of... Uh, Building a stadium for the New Mexico United. I got some. I'll in- hang up and listen to your thoughts. I appreciate that, Robert. I got some inside info on that, Vital. I wasn't going to bring it to the program today because it's brought up. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen for sure. This team is drawing. This team is exciting. 
This team is exactly what Albuquerque needs sports-wise, and the city recognizes that. It won't be next year. I mean, let's be realistic. But you, if you're the New Mexico United and you're Peter and you're those guys out there that are owning and doing and, and making this thing happen, you got a five-year plan that says we are playing in our own building. And don't let them having the lack of their own building discourage you. New Mexico United, which Vital, you've been, right? The New Mexico United, yeah. dr- they draw and entertain, and the amount of amenities that are at Isotopes Park is already top tier. The experience of the game is as good of a sporting experience as you're going to have in Albuquerque, period. Period. Love the, love the Lobos. Love the Isotopes. You know, I work, for the, I work for the runners. I love indoor soccer. I went down to the Ice Wolves. It's really great. I went to my first Bull Snakes game. We'll talk about that, Vital. Basketball, ABAs here in the ABQ. The Mexican United is a, is a tier above everything else right now. So they better be rewarded with the building. And they got the people and the intelligence and the staff and the support they need to do it. Got a little insider info. It's going to happen, Vital. I promise. It's going to happen. Giving away tickets to the Nutcracker next weekend. We're going to do that in the uh, 8 o'clock hours. So make sure you call back. You're going to stay tuned till then. Take the fam out. Take the fam out. Performance art. Speaking of performance art, because Van's not here, you know what I'm going to make you do, Vital. We're going to talk Survivor Series. We're going to talk WWE wrestling today. Uh, you could talk alone. I, I know nothing about <laughs> I don't watch it. I never have. I stay away from it. But I'll follow along. You know my obsession with it. Yeah, I, I have no obsession with it. I'm the opposite. And I, I made myself a rule in radio when I got into radio years ago. I said, I'm only going to talk WWE four times a year. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Well, here we are. We're one day away. So I'm going to take this opportunity to shine. I mean, I love it. I'll explain it to you in full, Vital. By the time we get done talking Survivor Series, you're going to be the biggest WWE mark, period. You're going to it's you're going to revert to no, childhood. It hasn't hit me now and never no. will. Vital. I, mean, I, I remember when it first got its wheels going. It was like a train. It still is years later. Never got into it. I'm into it. No, and I, and I think the storylines and the and the drama, as my grandmother used to say, brilliant. Is is incredible, but uh, I never got into it. Not that, it's, not that I, I just never got into the wrestling aspect of it. Well, don't worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna expose you today. I'm gonna expose you in a way you've never been exposed before. It's gonna excite you. Thanksgiving around the corner. Everyone's busy. Sports is better than ever right now. The NFL is as good as it could possibly be. Week twelve. Oh my gosh. Where's the year go? We're three months ago. Teams are, are shaking out, or teams are going to move toward the postseason. It's going to be good in both uh, conferences. It's going to be pretty interesting. And TV's weird now too. You know they do that 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 shift scheduling where they can put whatever Flex team. Schedule. Yeah. And now I'm watching the 49ers in primetime for the first time in ten years. Like this is like this is a neat NFL right now. We talk a little Miles Garrett when we get back. I got an opinion. Why not? Yeah, let's do that. We're gonna. Quick 10 to start the program. We're going to grab a break. 7.30, my co-host Van Nunley is going to call from the flag. 8 o'clock, Robbie Rodriguez from New Mexico Ballet Company. We're going to talk to Nutcracker. And I, like all joking aside, Vital, I'm very excited about that. Like I love performance art. It's the neatest thing in the world to me. 8.30, Rob Portnoy, voice of the Lobos. 
got a good program today. You're listening to ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We're going to go all holiday music by Tao moving forward after this program. Starting next week, it's all Christmas tunes until the new year. Say otherwise, I'll call you a liar. From the text. There are already stations that are doing it. (laughs) When is too early for Christmas? I have a sister who plans the whole year. For Christmas, just with her family and and other, fa- you know, like, well, she doesn't like me, but other, you know, family members, and it's a whole process for her. It's just unreal that the time and that she spends, and she has her own business, but it's pretty interesting. And I know I've known in the past, throughout wherever I've gone and wherever I stay, people really plan for Christmas, I think, more than Thanksgiving in terms of just the whole attitude about it. I'm okay with Black Friday. If you want to start Christmas the day after Thanksgiving, I'm in on that. I'm 100% in. But if you want to start Christmas the day after Halloween, that is too soon. Talking to you, Walgreens. Also, Black Friday is a week now. Cyber Monday is two weeks now. Amazon Prime Day is not a real holiday. All these shopping days, they're just spread out. taking calls well the, yeah the, now the you know me i like it the older i get i love shopping online because i i beat the crowds i don't like crowds anymore it's weird but I, I, amazon prime's the best it's the best but don't try to trick me amazon and tell me i need to buy now within the next whatever oh, amount of what, time yeah that's their hook that's everyone's hook now trick me everyone tries to trick me two four six zero six one zero if you're calling me you're telling me how you love cornbread Don, welcome to the program. Good morning. Hi, Fred. Welcome back. Thank you, my friend. How are you? Good. Real good. I'm, I'm glad to hear you're back. you got an attitude, it seems, but at least you're back. Well, I t- I'm, I'm fired up this morning. <laughs> I had We had some stuff lined up. It didn't work out, and I have to, I have to apply my talents. Oh, you're Ugh. doing good so far. Unacceptable. Like I'm doing good, my friend. So what, what is in your world? How's, how's, the world of, how's the world of round ball? Well, I like cornbread, first of all, but round ball, i got to ask you, we, have, we haven't had a pro basketball game in this town forever, and you saw one. So oh, my gosh. I had the most fun. I had the absolute most fun. The North Texas Prowlers that come to town, that would have been, what, two weeks ago now, would have been on the ninth, and watch the Prowlers at our Bull Snakes, and oh, my gosh, mm. up and down, back and forth, kids playing, coaches screaming, officials scared. Ah. It was as good as you could ever go. Had the who do you most like fun. on our team most? Who, 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 who caught your eye? Oh my God! There's a couple young kids that can really, really go. Um, obviously, my personal friend Devin Williams is a player. He can go. Yeah. This Daniel Delgado, uh, big, strong, underneath the basket, kid gets up and down. I'm a big Jordan Jones guy. He, uh, I think mm. he was battling like an ankle thing a little bit when I was there, but he plays too. But this is a cool fun, young, energetic team, and um, just taking it in over there at the MAC on the on the west side there, man, a level of enjoyment I did not know I would have. Yes, great. Do you I, have trouble getting a seat? Well, no, I'm so tall. 
No, I mean the crowd. Oh, <laughs> no, it was a good crowd. I mean, there was a couple hundred people there. I mean, for sure. So it was, yeah, yeah it was, uh, it was a good little evening of basketball. Went with my friend Mel, and she, her and I, both basketball in mind, like appreciated the game for what it was. It was, you know, it's not the Globetrotters. It's not this. It's up and down, and it's back and forth. And and you're there. You're being entertained, obviously, but you're yeah. watching really good basketball. So, no, it, it was for me. I was in it. When do you plan on going back, Don? you going anytime soon? I wanted to go tonight. Good game tonight again. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I'm I'm fully healthy. Are you, are you going? No, it's it's up in the air for me right now. The short answer yeah. is yes. The short answer yeah. is I'm going for sure. But you know how it is with the holidays. You know how these things come yeah. up. You know, the thing about it is converting these Lobo people to this game because it's a, it's a different game than UNM uh, basketball. Oh, for certain. And that's the hottest ticket in town right now. We're right. going to talk Lobo basketball in the second right. hour with Rob Portnoy. How, how do you get people to go? How do you how do you convince these people that pro basketball is worth seeing here? It's Well, I think it's the excitement, right? It's the, yeah. it's it's everything that goes along with the game. Because they did such a good job of engaging the crowd and having interactions and yeah. and getting up and down. And, and I believe his name is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Vernon Koontz. He's doing the PA stuff. And he is just... The most, yeah, he's new. Yeah. yeah, and he's a talented young man who just keeps you engaged. So, yeah. yeah, no, it was a good little program. Like I said, it was a good little night. It was a good little experience here. And, and we were talking earlier briefly about the United. But, uh, yeah, the this ABA team is not far off from, from the energy and excitement that they have. Well, I'm glad to hear. It's good to, good to see you do that. And I hope uh, your your buddy Van uh, feels the same and you come out again. No, we will. We will for sure. That's great. Make sure Welcome you... back. It's good It's good hearing you again. Oh, thank you, Don. What a good call. What a good call from Don. Yeah. That's what I talk, need. Talk to you again. So. Thank you. I have a coffee. That doesn't give me the, the wake up that Don does. Now, nothing like confirmation from your listeners. That's. I tell you, I'm at the day job the other day, Vital. A little inside baseball here. I'm at the day job the other day. We got some stuff going on, whatever it is, doesn't matter. And this gentleman comes up to me and he says, uh, hey man, you know, I really need some help the day job, but you know, before uh just want to let you know, I really like your program. I was like, ah, like there you go. Yeah, thanks, man. Somebody loves you. Yeah, like that's that's super kind of you. So funny. I was out last week, I missed the Miles Miles Garrett conversation. I don't we don't need to rehash what happened, right? We don't need to do that. People are fully aware. What we need to rehash is what happened since. Miles Garrett, who, by the way, is a talent, who, by the way, if can get his head right, is one of those top-tier kind of guys. But his head ain't right. He do weird stuff. He is a bad person. He is a dirtbag. So he's suspended for doing weird stuff, literally assaulting someone. But he's going to appeal it, Vital. He says, you know what, NFL, I, uh... uh I don't think I did what you saw me do on national television. The NFL says, well, we'll take a look. You know, all's fair in football and war. We'll take a look. So they go and they look. And they say, well, you know, we're just, we just don't believe you. We think you did do it. We we thought you did it the first time. We still think you did it. Um, We're going to shoot down that appeal. No evidence of anything you're saying. Anything else you want to maybe throw out there before we go? But here's what he says, Vital. Miles Garrett says, well, that, that Mason Rudolph, he's a big bully. He called me a name. What? He said he called me a name, a racial slur. Do you see this, Vital? Oh, yeah. We've, we've talked Ooh. about it, yeah. 
But the thing is, when it did happen, the uh, incident, there wasn't anybody around that heard that. No. So I, I, I don't know what's going on. I know that when you use your helmet as a weapon, I don't care who it is. Now, Rudolph probably instigated it because, you know, you don't know what happens in, in those piles. You just don't, you know. And he's trying to get away from a guy who just slammed, body slammed him to the ground. But uh, you still don't just take your helmet and slam somebody well, with it. And let's put out some let's put out some disclaimers real quick. We don't know. We have no idea. Yeah. No, they and and I'm not gonna call anyone I'm not gonna call Miles Garrett a liar. I'm not gonna call Mason Rudolph a liar. I'm not gonna call the NFL a liar. I'm not gonna say that anyone is correct and anyone is wrong. Because I don't know. There's a hot radio take. Oh, I just don't know. <sighs> Here's what I do know, Vital. You and I don't get it. There's not there's not a single word. In the history of all words, that f- would fire us up in a way that 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 racial slur fire like we don't get it, we don't understand, because we've never been impacted like that. But I get that for Miles Garrett. That I get. Like if you feel that there's a word that has such vindiction in it, a slur. But I think you own it in the moment, and that's where I get caught up, because if you are going to do that. If you are going to say, hey, this is what happened, and I was defending my literal existence, you say it immediately afterwards. You say it in the locker room. You say actually, it- that's what he did after in the locker room after it happened. He apologized profusely for it. About the slur? Because uh, I didn't hear about it until no, no, a week no, later. No, about, about him taking his helmet and swinging, you know, trying to hit Rudolph. So, but, well, but there's nothing said. Or we would have heard maybe something right. about that. So that's the, that's where – is he saying this because, there, you know, there's there's suspension in, in, involved? So I don't know. That's, well, that's how I feel. Because there's a beat reporter out there for the Browns that's been covering this team for 20 years. I don't know if that's true. I'm just giving you a fake number. That is dialed in in that locker room in a way to where they get that story and they put that story out immediately. And it did, it just didn't come out. It wasn't until he tried to apologize and he tried to to make amends because this is this suspension by Tal is indefinite. That means we you know what when we feel like you've learned your lesson, well that's going to be at least the rest of this year. That's going to be at least the playoffs. I wouldn't surprise if it's one calendar year. Then Mason Rudolph vehemently denies it and it's such a serious thing he didn't just like go on twitter or go to a press conference or step outside the locker room and say no this wasn't me he had his lawyer say it yeah that that's kind of troubling i mean because we would have heard something about hey you know so and so said a a racial slur someone said something from the other players that there would have been something but right away he in the locker room after the game had had apologized profusely about it I just don't think that kind of character of swinging your helmet to try to really hurt somebody is good, and you know that's that's he's going to have to live with that one. That that carries with your reputation in the league. I don't know what the verbiage is here, but do you feel like it's like a cry of like like false valor? Do you feel like it's like a hey? Because I I recognize losing your cool and being selfish and unacceptable behavior, and I get all that when motivated correctly. And if and if the reason you had claimed to do it, which was just being a hothead, wasn't good enough, you're going to say, "Well, actually, I'm I'm taking up my rights here." That to me kind of fires me up a little bit. Like, don't don't hang your hat on the idea that you're being altruistic in this endeavor. When for real, I don't even believe you did it. I don't even believe that thing happened. 
Mason Rudolph said it didn't. Here's where it gets real sticky. All Mason Rudolph's teammates said, nah, he didn't do it. All Miles Garrett's teammates said, well, Miles wouldn't lie. Oh, my God, here we go. Like, like how long are we going to go back and forth on this thing? Well, and you know, I, I think Rudolph helped invest, instigate it, too. I mean, there's, oh, yes. there's, there's a lot. Oh, there. there's so much. You know? Shades of gray. No one here is – It's every everyone is guilty. It takes two people to get in a fight. I think the worst thing about the whole thing is that the fact that Cleveland had won a second straight game over AFC North opponent. You know, they, they, they got off the schneid from having a bad, like, what, three or four game losing streak. They beat their their main rivals. I mean, that's what they should have looked at. Even their coach, Freddie Kitch, is like, this thing marred the whole thing for the momentum that we had as a team of winning our second in a row, the whole thing. And, and, and you know, that that's the most important thing, you know. Not that they have a chance to get to the playoffs, but the fact that you won two in a row, you beat a chief rival, that that was just put on the back burner with this whole thing with five seconds to go, you know. so You know, you are correct. You're 100% correct. But unfortunately, the conversation isn't about that anymore. Now the conversation is about, Miles Garrett post. The conversation is about, well, you know, you got to do an apology. You have to. Oh, and he did. Okay, good. Well, you know what the best apology in the whole world is? Change. Like, don't, don't just keep crying about how unjust this is. Literally just make a change. Have a calmer head. Make an effort outside the – do literally anything to help. That's dangerous behavior. But, he, you know, the, he had had – other incidents in the past too. Oh yes, of, of you know just the kind of uh, not not I'm not saying dirty behavior, but just you know being rough. You know after the player stuff, mm-hmm. and you know there's some guys reputations. Uh, and Dominican Sue is another one who always had that reputation as well. So that stuff follows you, and it's real hard you know to shake it off as you go on with your career. We talking about Albert Hainsworth right now? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a list of guys. I'm fired that up. It doesn't go away. No, so. it never does. Chase you forever. I don't like dirty players, man. You make a play and let that speak for itself. I don't like dirty people. Like, do the right thing. And when you make a mistake, oh, my gosh, own it. You know, you know how well that goes over? And we're in a forgive society. You know who's screwed up besides you, Miles Garrett? Literally everyone. You make amends. You say, my bad. You apologize to the world, you show change, and then you're forgiven. You want to talk about Kareem Hunt right now? That's what happens. Let's go to break. When we get back, Van Nunley, my regular co-host, who's done more hours on this program than I have until this week. That's right. He's got you beat by an hour. He's going to join us from the flag. Talk a couple things. Kaepernick involved in that. Ooh, big NFL morning for us. 8 o'clock hour, Robbie Rodriguez, the New Mexico Ballet Company. We're going to talk to Nutcracker. Beyond excited about that. I got about a million questions, if I tell. I know nothing. 8.30, Rob Portnoy, we're going to talk Lobos. You listen to ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. If you're a big fan of radio... I would encourage you to get in and see how like a studio works during breaks. Cause I like you're on the phones, you're working the computer nonstop. I'm dialed in. It's like, we don't speak for three straight minutes as and, our world just erupts. And I love you, but really I don't have time to talk no. to you during the break. <laughs> no, like, 
My, you said you're back. I got my, my headphones are cockeyed. I don't know what I'm doing over here. Text's going off. Time is your enemy in this business. That's about as funny as it gets. Ooh wee. We're ranking them today. So we got cornbread, green bean casserole, canned yams. Cornbread, yeah, there you go. Glazed carrots, I think, are on there. I love carrots. Van Nunley, co-host of ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. He joins us from the flag. I just learned it's called the flag. Good morning, Van. Good morning, Manfredo Slowleone. How's the Pacific time zone? You doing all right out there? Uh, well, flag is in the middle of nowhere, and they got their own time zone. They don't play by nobody's rules. They don't observe the time change here. Thank you for making the time on your vacation from the program. You're a big deal to me. Where you put green How beans? How you holding up without me, my man? I I'm, miss you. I'm doing well, but we're ranking we're ranking green beans right now. Is that is that above or below Brussels sprouts? Green beans. Oh, I'm a big brussy guy, but every Thanksgiving, it's my job to make the sweet potato casserole. Ooh. So I'm a big sweet potato casserole guy. Stuffing or GTFO from the texter? Uh, both. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Man, thank you for coming out. With you uh, You and I were talking throughout the week after I recovered from my near-death uh, experience with the <laughs> near death. The strep throat. You act vital, but I, I could not function. I play sand volleyball. My body shut down. I was at sand volleyball. I, just, I had no energy. I literally, my body was, my arms don't work. That's, I had someone, I had to have someone drive me home. That second part's an exaggeration. Well, Fred, you sound good. Vital, how does Fred look? Did he bounce back? Yeah, he's, he's his normal self again. That's good. I just, All right. I'm, not, I'm not so sure I believe that he was that bad. But, you don't even know, Vital. I have, <laughs> I have no midi-chlorians. I have no way to battle illness. Come on, Van. Didn't you see him at all during his time of agony or time of? Yeah, I saw him for like 30 seconds, and he got me <laughs> sick for two days. <laughs> I did, He didn't give me full-blown strep, but he gave me like the diet version of whatever he had. Yeah, <laughs> us being sick at the same time, what's cuter, Vital? Me and Van being sick or Baby Yoda? You got to pick one. <laughs> Both being sick. Yeah, okay. Oh. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick's back in the news van. I know that's why you're calling the program. You watched all 60 of his tryout throws with an intense microscope this past week. You excited about this? Where is he going to land? Fred, your boy looked good. Yeah, he only he looked fresh. He looked chipper, had the big gun hitting dudes in stride. This guy needs a job, homie. He needs cornrows is what he needs. He was blown out. I don't want that guy on the field, hippie. Don't put him out yeah, there. Yeah, he needs a stylist for sure. <laughs> he needs some done. Colin Kaepernick uh, in, in in Nowheresville, Georgia, right? River, Riverdale, Georgia. I don't even know where that is. Is that? It's not a real place. They just made it up. Yeah, it's not a real. It, it was uh, parts unknown. Is where Colin Kaepernick uh, debuted his, his debuted redebuted his skills for the NFL. And I guess I guess eight teams or something showed up, or twenty five teams. I I couldn't tell you which. And and of that. The, here's the number of teams assigned him. Ready, Van? Zero. Yeah, I think the only thing colder than Flagstaff, Arizona, are NFL <laughs> owners to Colin Kaepernick. Didn't the, wasn't there a lawsuit that said, yeah, we've actually blackballed you. We didn't mean to. Here's a settlement. Like, yeah, <laughs> here's a settlement. We'll give you a fake tryout. <sighs> 
Uh, but you have to sign this uh, agreement saying that you can't sue us from today and three years past. That is literally what it is. Because in Roger, got, Roger Goodell, I'm glad his lawyers can read well because uh, that was a bad deal for him. It's a, not a good deal. And there's there's definitely these conversations where, and we're not talking like hey, a lot in the news with phone calls right now. But we're not talking about Roger Goodell like calling these teams. He's gone to all these teams and he said, "Hey, um, you know, if you need a quarterback, there's one I'd like you to look at. His name's Colin Kaepernick. You might have heard of him. Just go, go check him out. He's got some issues, but whatever. But th- that's it. Like that's the league trying to help." Like there, no team wants them. Wants Colin Kaepernick. He's too much of a distraction. He's he's on a Tim Tebow level of distraction. He's on a Johnny Manziel level of distraction. Yeah, I mean, here we are back again with this same argument that we've been having for three years. Like, okay, is he Aaron Rodgers? Is he Tom Brady? No. Is he the next tier of NFL quarterbacks? I mean, I think so. Would- I mean, he's good enough to play. He's good enough to have a job somewhere. And he, I think he's played 70 games. If that's not right, that's very close. And I think he has greater than 70 touchdowns. Like, he has less than 30 turnovers. Like, he's a guy who does it at a 2-to-1 ratio, and when he was playing, he was playing for a team that was winning before John Lynch came in. And by the way, John Lynch, 9-1 San Francisco 49ers. Like, this guy knows how to GM. But Colin Kaepernick, sure. yeah, Colin Kaepernick is a guy who can play on any NFL team. I'm t- I'm saying any NFL team. There are not there are not 64 guys on this planet who are better at the quarterback position than Colin Kaepernick. Here's the thing: there are 64 guys on this planet that are better than Colin Kaepernick and not being a distraction. For sure. You know, you I mean, you want to talk numbers about this guy? Like, yeah, it's going to be a huge distraction. Yeah, you're going to divide your fan base. Yeah, you're going to have to beef up security after the game when the the Coors Lights and the Miller's Lights start flowing and people get opinionated and people get political after a football game, which is supposed to be entertainment. But he signed that deal with Nike, and Nike is up 18% since they signed Colin Kaepernick. Nike is up $26.2 billion. They're going to roll out his signature shoe next month, and it's going to be huge. So whether he has a job or not, he's still pushing the meter in American culture, and it's insane to watch. Like, think about, like, how many fads, like, how many topics of conversation have come and gone in the past three years. But here we are still talking about Colin Kaepernick three years later. Do you think there's an irony about it? Because I, I love the Know Your Rights camera. I love that. I love I loved everything behind it. I you know, and we try not to get super political here, but I have no problem ever with anyone having a protest about anything they're passionate about. I will not protest that. But Absolutely. Like just because you're an NFL athlete, just because I mean you're still a citizen, you're still a voter. You still have the right to speak up for yourself and be passionate about what you want to be passionate about. You know, the, the media has turned his narrative on its head and made it something it's not. Everyone knows that what he's talking about is police brutality and the unfair treatment of the African-American population in the United States. Not about the troops. It's not about anything else. You know how we know that? You can ask the guy. Uh, He'll and, tell you what he's about. 
Hey, but but I a little bit feel like there's some lip service here, Van, because and he I think he just made headlines the other day, right? It was like Colin Kaepernick's thirty second birthday and he's donating his time to a homeless shelter in Oakland, which by the way, I lived in Oakland. It's garbage. Like I've lived in St. Louis and <laughs> Oakland. Like these places uh, are sorry, Oakland. They're rough. <laughs> but he's gonna go with his billion dollar shoe contract and serve food at a shelter. Well now you're hitting me with irony, son. Because now, like, the people that you're claiming to help, the impoverished, the underpaid, the underserved, they're literally making your billion-dollar shoes. Like, I get now, yeah. now I'm standing on issue because now you're not altruistic. I love that you've donated whatever percent of your NFL salary to help people. That is great. But you got to start figuring out a way. If you're really going to champion something, you can't do it in a way to where it's counterintuitive to the how you're doing it. And, and that's that's a problem with like so if me or you go and volunteer at a homeless shelter, I mean who is is Vital going to call the Albuquerque Journal and tell everyone how great of a job we did? You know that's not going to be that's not newsworthy. But if Colin Kaepernick does it, then yeah. So if he does something like that, it's going to look self-serving. You know, it's it's going to look petty. I mean, but it's really not. Like I think baseline, he's a good dude. I mean, did he go about it the whole way? correctly you know i don't think so did he have some hiccups along the way sure you know when he wore the the pig cop socks at practice and then you know you know he got he got in trouble for him and his friend you know making jokes about cops in public you know he's a human being like he's going to have hiccups along the way but i think the most important part is his message and i think history will look at this guy favorably I mean, it's about, okay, here, Eric Garner, right? Michael Brown, yes. Laquan McDonald, yes. Tamir Rice, Walter Scott, Freddie Gray, Alton Sterling, Philando Castile. Like, this is what it's about. Number one, he's good enough to have a gig, even if it's a backup gig. Number two, it's an important cause. Blacks make up 12% of the... The population in the United States, they make up 37% of the prison population in the United States. That's a drastic number. Tar- targeting is a real thing. Profiling is Absolutely. a real thing. And, and I, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, he's, gonna fix, he's not going to be able to fix that. He can bring attention to it, and the bigger the platform, the better to do it. Like I 100% agree. Jim Brown. For sure. I mean, his, historically, oh, boom, boom, you just said yeah. it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, how do we view Jim Brown for what he went through? Well, and I so mean, doesn't that conversation change there too, though, man? Because, like, is Jim Brown a football player or is Jim Brown a civil rights activist? Because you got to pick one title for him. Which one is it? Well, you know, historically, sure. Yeah, Jim Brown is an activist. Colin Kaepernick is an activist. Is O.J. Simpson a football player, or is O.J. Simpson an actor? He's an actor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're on the other side of the coin on this one. Yeah, sure. Van, we're going to grab a break real quick, because we got Robbie Rodriguez coming from the New Mexico Ballet Company. You want to stick around for one more segment? Yeah, I I could do that. Yeah, let's do that. When we get back, let's do NFL picks. I love that you gave me some time on Kaepernick. Any final thoughts on it? Uh, I think we covered it. I think we got it. I think we nailed it. When we get back... We're going to do our picks because the the nation won't survive without them. 
You listen to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Van's not here, man. Hashtag save Van. Van Nelly joining the program via the phone line. He's in the flag, which I just learned from Vital is about spitting distance from Winslow, Arizona. Sure is. I had no idea. Macaroni uh, and cheese, Van. Is that a side for you at Thanksgiving, macaroni and cheese? Not in my fam, okay. but... Yeah, it's a good one. It's a staple. Gravy. Put it on everything. Sure. And and we're New Mexicans, so we have red and green chili sitting on the table to replace gravy, if you fancy. That's what caller Rob said first thing this morning. He said, I have my mashed potatoes, but I have them with red chili. I said, I've I've never never experienced that little delicacy. (laughs) So uh, so there you go. I'm going to open it up this year. I'm going to go over to the girlfriend's house. We're going to see what we can. I'm going to, I'm going to get all of the New Mexico style foods and then spend the rest of the day um, in, in the loo. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah you're, you're not going to do great if you add too much red chili. No. I, I know your, your delicate sensibilities can't handle all the spice what is more we de- have in Albuquerque. What is more delicate, my stomach at a holiday or the quarterback play for the Denver Broncos as they take on the Buffalo Bills this weekend, Van? Ooh-wee. You know I got the Bills. Yeah, I think the whole nation's got the Bills. I really we like- got, We're a big Josh Allen squad over God, here, we man. Are. We're fans. And, and RIP Frank Gore is averaging like two yards a game now after he had about three games in him this year, and then, and then time caught up with him. Like, but it, this is a Singletary team. Now, that's the kid's name, right? right? Singletary. So, it's, uh, so yeah, that Buffalo yeah. Bills team, I think, is going to roll uh, with ease over the Denver Broncos. You got Seattle at Philadelphia. Who do you got? Oh, we got the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, Philly, Philly's having a down year, and it's kind of tough to watch. They got a really good group of players, but they're just not putting it together. I really like the tight end. I really like the quarterback. Um, outside of that though, there's not a lot of dudes that I would pull off that squad that I wouldn't pull some other dudes first. Like the, but the tight end, I think is top tier. The quarterback I think is MVP candidate when everything's popping around him, but they're, I mean, they literally are playing an MVP candidate in Seattle and Russell Wilson. So I think, uh, I think I agree with you. Seattle is going to go into Philadelphia and, and triumph over that bad guy. Those bad boys. You know, me. Fred, you were just talking quarterbacks, and you know we were talking quarterbacks last segment. And uh, I was I was doing a, a tad of research this morning while I was having my coffee. Speaking of coffee, Vital, did Fred bring you some coffee this morning? Vital just stepped out to grab that Robbie Rodriguez, the New Mexico Ballet Company. But yeah, I went to Twisters this morning, Van. Went to Twisters Twi- Coffee. How was that, friend um, of the show? Twisters. Like, like I said at the beginning of the program, uh, moderate to fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if, All right. if you're expecting coffee, you're getting it. If you're expecting to be blown away, uh, you might want to find uh, an artisan spot. You might want to find something a little more. Yeah. More. yeah do, do our uh, normal go-to Java Joe's. Oh, love Java Joe's. You know, Fred, I usually have my coffee black. You know, as you know, every Saturday morning when we sit across from each other and stare each other down and yell at each other. Yes. But I'm on vacation, so your boy is having a little smidgen of Jameson Woo-hoo. and some Bailey's Irish cream in his coffee. It's uh, five, it's 5 p.m. somewhere. 
Yeah. And I guess that's in Flagstaff, Arizona right now. <laughs> the, uh, in, in other landslides of picks, the Detroit Lions are going to the Washington Redskins. Well, you got the Lions. Even without Stafford, I think they take care of the Redskins. I think there's only one toss-up this week, and we're not there yet. But are you going to even breathe the idea of taking Cincinnati over the Steelers? No, not even close. No. No. Not even close. Not even not even with, you know, Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph yelling maybe expletives at people. I don't know. You weren't on the program when we went over that, but there's a census here at the studio that that's not a thing. There's a census right now. The New York Giants. Yeah, you know, I, I watched the tape. I studied the tape, Fred, and I heard a B word, but I did not hear an N word. I, I just do not know. That's that is my final thought. I I cannot say either way, but I can tell you, if something that egregious does happen, you say it right away. You let the world know right away. And for sure, yeah. And and popping the brakes on that for a week, nah, 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 nah. We got the Giants at the Bears. I think the Bears roll at home on a holiday weekend. You're not going with your boy Daniel Jones, Fred. I just I know you got a man crush on Dan Jones. And, and you know, and this to me might be if you're gonna if you have to pick an upset, if your parlay says you got to get someone outside the spread, maybe Saquon Barkley does the thing, maybe the Giants do it, but um, but I don't think so. This is a Bears game all day. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. We're t- we're tough on time, man. We're gonna move kind of quick here. Carolina at Saints. Thanks. Yeah, this is the. I think your one toss up all weekend is the Jets at the Raiders. Or excuse me, the Raiders at the Jets. Who do you got? Oh, Raiders, easy. All yeah. Right. Uh, yep. I'm, go ahead. I'm gonna go Oppo. I'm gonna say the Jets are stacking wins. You Ooh, got, do you now? That's, that's how bold. I, that's how I feel now. Put some money on that. Buccaneers are gonna lose to the Falcons. That's a fact. Miami's. Which Jamison Winston shows up? Who knows? Miami's gonna lose to Cleveland. True or false? Yes. Yeah. Cleveland's going to go on a roll. They're going to win every game throughout the rest of the year, <laughs> and the Cleveland Browns are going to sneak into the playoffs, Vital. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Jack, <laughs> I want to take my Jaguars over the Titans, but I think I'd be the only person in the country doing it. Who you got? I'm with you. Okay. New England at Dallas. This is probably the game of the week. Sure is. There's no way that Dak Prescott beats Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady might be injured for the first time in 11 years. It's Thanksgiving week. I never pick the Cowboys. I always pick the Patriots. Cowboys. Okay. Write it down, Vital. We're going to talk about this next week. The Pac- Write it down. <laughs> Won't forget it. Last-minute field goal. Cowboys beat the Patriots. Your Green Bay Packers travel to Santa Clara to face the San Francisco 49ers who have nobody on offense. Who do you got? You know, that's what I got as the game of the week. You know, who who hates – it's like when the Patriots and Cowboys play, it's like who hates more? It's like if, if the Duke Blue Devils were able to play the New York Yankees, it's like who hates them worse? In Notre Dame Stadium. I agree completely. And then, yeah, in Notre Dame Stadium. And then uh, – with, with Colin Kaepernick as quarterback. The Baltimore Ravens are going to go to the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim, St. Louis County. Do you have the Ravens on the road? Oh, I got Lamar Jackson beating so everybody and winning the Super Bowl. He's so damn good. The way he does it is better than anyone I've seen do it in some time. If he stays healthy, he is absolutely unstoppable. 
if the defense, if the Ravens' defense can hold up, Lamar Jackson can beat any team by himself. When we get back, man, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for taking time out of your vacation. Can't wait to see you next week. When we get, oh, I love you and miss you, Fred. When we you get, have separation anxiety. Vital, is he okay? Uh, he misses you. It's like this better part, better half of him. I didn't sleep well. I don't know if it's related. <laughs> when we get back, Robbie Rodriguez and Evelyn Cisnero of the New Mexico Ballet Company. We're talking Nutcracker. I got so many questions. You don't even know, Vital. You don't even have a clue. I'm going to ask about wardrobes. I'm going to ask about timing. I'm going to ask about, um, uh, I'm going to have to look up some words, but we're going to talk performance art. You listen to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. See you next week, y'all. Welcome back to the program. Normally, listener, when I'm talking performance art, when I'm talking ballet, I'm talking WWE wrestling. <laughs> As you guys know, that's where my passion lies. <laughs> Joining me now in studio, and I'm very excited about this one, Robbie Rodriguez. Please say good morning. Good morning. Awesome. Hi. <laughs> Evelyn Cisnero. Leggett, it's like one, it's like two combined. It's hyphenated. Cisneros is my maiden name. There we go. So we're just we're gonna go with Evelyn. The rest of it. Okay, <laughs> perfect. So joining us from the New Mexico Ballet Company, talking about the Nutcracker, right? So so it's the the ho- first of all, we blinked and the holiday season is here. Yeah, yes. it's already the end of November somehow. Thanksgiving's coming up Thursday and then December and hello twenty twenty. Crazy. So we got some performances coming up. The Nutcracker, if it's not part of your family tradition, uh, now's the time to make it, right? Yes. Great. So so when is it? Where is it going? Give me everything I need to know before I talk about why I love it. Okay. So we open next Saturday, the 30th, at Pope Joy Hall. Uh, we have five performances, the 30th, the 1st, as well as two on December 7th and one on December 8th. Um, with an amazing cast, wonderful choreography. We partner with the New Mexico Philharmonic, who will be playing oh, cool. live orchestra throughout Tchaikovsky's beautiful score. Uh, tickets can be purchased online at nutcrackerabq.com or in person at any UNM ticket outlet. So, Robbie, you are New Mexico Ballet Company. Is that right? Are you you're the face of it? You're the you're the everything that has to be that, right? I don't know about the face of it, but I, I handle the marketing and operations. Okay, and I'm also a contract dancer as well as teacher and choreographer and whatever they need me to be. Well, then give me an idea then, because I'm I'm a Midwestern boy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I, this was not an option for me growing up. No one offered me shoes. No one offered. I I've never learned to stretch properly until literally recently. Mm-hmm. So. Who does this? Who does this? Who gets in? Who gets involved? Who does it appeal to? How many kids do you reach in town? How many families? Like, like, who is the audience for what you guys are doing? I think the audience is everybody in New Mexico. I mean, it's a wonderful opportunity for children to go and learn about the art form, see live music, understand the story, know what's going on, see other children performing on stage, and I think it's really. I've seen it be a family tradition throughout this country. Cool. And Evelyn, you're not from here. No, I'm not. No, you were so you have transplanted here for the for the growing hotbed ballet scene. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. She's here to grow it. <laughs> so so as you've come, 
there's there's like obviously a pool of talent here. There's yes. a pool of dancers. Are they all like 505 based? Like where where do your performers come from? Most of our performers are local, and we've had the opportunity to draw from other wonderful training schools and have our children be all a part of this Nutcracker, which creates like a huge ballet family. Oh, okay. So, so Robbie, you said you're doing some marketing and do some stuff, but like, are you on stage? I am. Okay. I'm performing in it as well. So are you the Nutcracker? I am not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I play uh, Jocelyn the the toy maker magician, her uh, godfather. Oh. And then I do one week in the Russian variation, uh, which is like the classic. Dun, 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 Thank you for yeah, because I didn't know. Like, so. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> yeah, and then a uh, Spanish chocolate the next weekend. So in in so there's two performances, and so it starts. Uh, the, so you have you have Thanksgiving, you have Black Friday, and then you have Nutcracker Saturday, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So then it starts. <laughs> like, nut- we're gonna coin that. It's Nutcracker Saturday. This, That's right. what we're starting. Vital, <laughs> put a copyright in. We're doing that. So then, so Nutcracker Saturday. There's two performances. What? It's it's one in the afternoon, one in the evening. What? How does that work? The first weekend we have a seven o'clock performance on the thirtieth, mm-hmm. and then a two o'clock on the first, and then on the seventh, that second weekend, we have a two p.m. and a seven on the Saturday, and a two p.m. on the Sunday. So what is what's making this performance, guys, stand out maybe a little bit above or differently from some other performances of the Nutcracker? What is making this one like a unique experience for families here in Albuquerque? Well, um, having been a ballerina with San Francisco Ballet for over 20 years. What? Yeah. I was able to go and travel around the country and do many Nutcrackers. And so what I've been able to do is take the best of what I've seen and kind of make a compilation of uh, wonderful dance. Is it is this performance, because I know this is like an annual one. You do it every year. Yes. Is this one where the performers are, are like really engaged and excited and want to do it because they love it and there's a history to it? Or is this just like a money grab? Is this just like, well, we got to get through the holidays. Let's Let's go do the Nutcracker. Or is it like, oh, here's all the enthusiasm you've ever seen, and we love it. Like, what, like what kind of vibe am I going to get? I think, go, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I think it starts with the, with the children who are so excited and, and wide-eyed, and it's all a new experience, and they're just thrilled to be there. And then you have the dancers that have done it already for multiple years. Mm-hmm. But they see the children, and you very easy to pick up on that excitement and that novelty of it. And so that's what keeps it fresh and alive. Awesome, Evelyn. So, Robbie, I've never been in the Nutcracker, hypothetically. What's my experience throughout the day going to be? Like, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my family of four together, and then, and then how is that going to go for me as an, as an experience? So you're going to get them together, maybe do a little dinner before, lunch, depending on, you know, where you're at. Take them over to Pope Joy if you've never been in Pope Joy yet. Beautiful gorgeous theater it's our biggest one here in albuquerque Mm -hmm. um the excitement in the air just walking in that door getting to see you know a big professional show you'll walk into the theater sit down in your seats you'll be hearing the musicians warming up which for me that's always feels like Mm -hmm. one of the more magical parts getting Mm -hmm. to have a live orchestra so even for us when we're backstage warming up i just listen to them warming up and kind of hearing the different instruments play or they'll play different like vignettes of what they're working on for the performance. And then the conductor comes out, there's a hush in the audience and it's just like this nice magical moment. He strikes up the orchestra, the lights go on and it's just beautiful. So Evelyn, would you describe like, like obviously there's the ambiance, there's everything that, that puts it over for, for me as a viewer, but what I'm seeing on stage, um, 
is that is that like a cookie cutter program? Is somebody handed it to you and you have to like present it a certain way? Are you guys able to take it and manipulate it in a way to where it's it's unique to this performance? It's unique to this cracker. I think absolutely. I'm a firm believer that it's a collaboration between the choreographer and the artist. And each artist contributes who they are and what they are and what their gifting is. And I'm totally open to that. And so we've been able to integrate all of that humanity into the art. What, so what are some things maybe, and don't spoil anything because I want people to go. Okay. But, but what are some things maybe that are going to stand out a unique? Is it is it maybe like a lot of pre-professionals in there? Is it maybe a lot of young adults? Is it is it a costume? Like what is going to stand out whenever I leave? I'm like, oh, that's that's a unique performance. Um, I believe it's the the individuality that's there, mm-hmm. the freshness of the children, because we have children from eight years old all the way to full adults. Oh, and we have a grandma in it. That's adorable. You know, so um, there's something for everybody. There's something that everyone in the audience can relate to. Um, it should be funny. It should be entertaining. Everybody gets the story because we try. I tried very hard to tell the story so that everyone would understand and know what's going on and not have to read the program to know. Well, and, and right now, I think people are hyped. So let's do this. Let's give away some tickets. Awesome. How, so how many do we got? What, how many are we giving away? We can do a family four-pack. Family four-pack we're giving away. So 246-0610. If you want to start your Nutcracker tradition, call the program right now. And we don't, we don't need, we don't need a testimonial. We don't need, we just, we're just going to give them away. And we're going to do, so that's for the Saturday 7 p.m. show. Yes, on December seventh. December seventh. Okay, so so we're like two weeks out, but that's still plenty of time. Plenty to of time. There, get your family ready. Yeah. Get ready to start yeah. your holiday tradition. Find a Groupon for that dinner. Yeah. Two four six zero six ten. Give us a call. We're giving away tickets to the Nutcracker. The New Mexico Ballet Company is doing it at Pope Joy. This is about as excited as I've been for anything. So. Yeah. So in uh, ballet, obviously for you guys is is a passion profession. You've been in for a long time. But what starts that journey? Evelyn, what like what initiated you into the world of, I guess, professional dance? Well, I think it is performances. There's nothing like going on into a theater and feeling that magic and hearing the music and watching dancers do things that you can only imagine in your dreams. Um, and then I found many children come away from that and say, I want to do that. I want to try to dance. And so, you know, I want that to be a whole new opportunity for our children here in New Mexico. Oh, cool. And Robbie, did you have like an aha moment where you were like, you're like, hey, not just do I want to perform, but I need to be behind the scenes. I need to be a guy that's the bones of this meet. Like what Like what made you get to that step? It all just kind of happened. Um, I've been dancing since I was four. Um, I have two sisters, and, you know, so naturally I was thrown into classes with them to, you know, help manage time better with our family. And I just stuck with it. I fell in love with it as a young as a young boy and I kept growing and it seemed like every time I had to make a decision between like, okay, maybe I should go to like a desk job or, you know, find a, a profession, like everything led me back to dance. So when it came to even schooling, um, I was actually studying architecture and I got into the architecture here, program here at UNM and I had to decide between going to rehearsal or going to class and rehearsals went out for me every time. And so it made me reevaluate what I wanted to do um, even in, in the profession sense. And so I moved over to marketing mm-hmm. and was fortunate enough within my second season with a ballet company to get brought on as their marketing and operations director. 
I'm a guy who loves performance art. I'm a guy like we, I joked about it, but I'm not joking. There's nothing more important to me entertainment wise than WWE wrestling. Like I, I'm, I'm 34 years old and I'm 13 years old at the same time. (laughs) And I recognize at least in that world, there's so much that goes into it beyond the performer. Is it the same thing here? Is it, is the amount of people who support as far as like set design and and costume and, and everything, the music and everything involved with it. Like how many hands are going to be involved in this performance? Like how many people are going to contribute to what is going to be like a whimsical evening? When we do our our like statistical numbers, we have over 200 people involved in this. Oh my God. When we talk about performers, our cast in like dancing side is maybe around 75 plus a 52 piece orchestra. So we're already over a hundred and some, on the performing end, plus then you have your technical directors and your crew and your volunteers that are all parents backstage helping out with quick changes or putting kids' makeup on or sewing costumes. And so our numbers get over 200 easily oh just gosh. on this production alone. No, that's incredible. The program is it's, – so it's the 30th, the 1st, the 7th, and the 8th. Correct. All that is available on the website. Correct. What is the website? Nutcrackerabq.com. There you go. And then so do we have a promo code? If you didn't get the free tickets, what is – what is if you're going to call – if you're excuse me. If you're going to visit the website, what is – what's a good promo code to get in and, and get your ticks? Well, we have an awesome discount code for groups of 10 or more, um, and it gets you 15% off of the tickets. Cool. Um, you can do that online. You can do it in person. You can do it over the phone to set those up. So get your friends together. Maybe you have a big family and yeah. you want to make it cheaper for them. Groups of 10 or more and uh, use the promo code NUTCRACKER19 and gets you 10 per- or 15% off of the tickets. That's what it is. So what's a, what's a ticket run? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a guy who buys tickets. I work on radio. I have no idea. Yeah. What's, what's it going to cost? We actually have pretty reasonably priced tickets. So they start at $11. Oh, and my gosh. The, the most you'll pay for it is 55 um, and that's 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 like right up in center, that is like, right front okay. center orchestra, like right in the action, you know. And there, there's varying rates all along, and there are youth rates as well. So I believe the youth rates start at nine dollars. Okay. And and Pope Joy is a beautiful venue. Mm-hmm. And, and Evelyn, you've been all over the country, you, Boston and San, both coasts, and and somewhere in the middle even. And how does this one kind of rate as far as like like centers to perform in? Like, where is Pope Joy for you as far as like the tier of how you're going to enjoy it? I think it's a wonderful theater. It's close enough and kind of wraps around the stage a bit so that you really feel like you're a part of it. I don't think there's um, much of a bad seat anywhere. Awesome. Did you guys have a lot of fun today? This was good. Yeah. No, this is this is the kind of stuff where whenever you get into like Albuquerque, you're like, because you hear those arguments, from at least from townies. Like, I'm not from here, mm-hmm. but I hear these, there's nothing going on. There's nothing to do. This place is a, that, that is literally the least true thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, if you find the right group of people and, and you have a lot of fun, and I'm glad that we connected. Yes. So thank you for taking the time. Uh, where's your social media, guys? Where can people follow you? And, wh- and what is the best way to experience not just the Nutcracker, but what New Mexico Ballet is doing all year round? So we have, um, think. We've streamlined all of our social media, so you can find us easily. Our handle is NM Ballet Company, um, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all through that. Um, we're there. You can visit us online at NewMexicoBalletCompany.com. Your tickets are gone. They went away in like 10 seconds. Awesome. Like, Vital, how quick? So many calls, right? Maybe it was 15 seconds. 15, 15 seconds. All right, the... people. So they, you probably set a record there. From <laughs> uh, from the texture, multiple people love the ballet. Can't wait for this. The Nutcracker's my favorite. So so there you go. I mean, maybe people – we got sports fans here, guys. Like, yes. like sports fans love art. They love it in a way you wouldn't admit. Vital, any final words? And just to jump in, just love talking to, the, to our guests today. And the other thing is – 
Ballet is sports. Would you guys agree? Just the discipline, just the mobility, the flexibility, mm-hmm. and, and just to me, just the overall just grit it takes to, to perform. Wouldn't you agree? When Absolutely. If, if you don't mind stretching our segment here for a second, Vital, is there like a sport that like a lot of ballet like also like is there like are they also soccer players? Are they also cheerleaders? Are they also anything? Or is it almost like a, a discipline where you get in and then you're not really able to swim away from? I think the discipline itself is unique in its outward rotation for the hips. So like running for ballet dancers is really hard because it uses a whole different set of muscles. Mm-hmm. Although cross training is really important to build strength too. Mm-hmm. So is is there like a regular gym routine for you, Robbie? Like you're a pretty in shape dude. Like is there like a, you go and you're like, hey, if I don't do these things every day, I will not be able to crack nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. As dancers, we, we put a lot of, pressure on our bodies just like any other sport would so a lot of us have preventative or also um, treatment style routines that we have to go through just to make sure that we're able to perform optimally I'm dealing with some knee injuries myself so we've got a great physical therapist that helps out our company that so I have a full like warm-up from her that I have to do just to make sure that my uh, my muscles are engaging properly in order to help me be able to perform from the texter Barry Sanders did ballet so there you guys go. The, yeah. Arguably the best running back in the history of NFL. A little ballet. A little, did a little something. Guys, thank you so very much. Um, how long's the show? Two hours? One hour? Two hours? Yeah, no more than two hours. Okay. It, it all depends because it's live music, so it'll kind of depend on how the, the tempos and the speed that the Philharmonic is playing. Perfect. And there's intermission in the middle. It's it's going to be a wonderful little night. Yeah, so definitely. All right. Well, thank you guys both for coming on. We got at least four people coming from the program, so that's cool. <laughs> thank you so uh, much. I'm going to make an effort. Evelyn, Robbie, that was a big deal to me, New Mexico Ballet Company. Find them on NewMexicoBalletCompany.com. Go check the Nutcracker out. Start a tradition if you don't already have it. You'll listen to ABQ Central on 95. 9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. That's about as much fun as I've ever had talking ballet, Vital. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Thank you to Robbie and Evelyn in the New Mexico Ballet Company. Those tickets went like 50. I saw, I saw so inside baseball again. We have like uh, it's like a uh, foam board, right? Like it lights up phone when we get bank, called. Yeah. yeah. And there must have been five calls. Like, the second we said to call, couldn't have had more calls. I think it was probably eight seconds. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it was. it's great. So there are people out there that love ballet. And it is. I mean, I played uh, major college soccer and in the Big Ten. And part of it, my mom was a ballet instructor. No lie. She taught in college. And so, you know, you, you, she's got pictures of me in tutus. No oh, my lie. gosh. I'll have to see if she could send me one. And the idea of what, how much the choreograph and the sport and the discipline, the endurance and the, the flexibility it takes to do that is very difficult. It helped me in my career as an athlete. Vital and a tutu, break the internet. Yeah. Break the internet. Yeah, I gotta I gotta have her send that to me. We're about five minutes away. We're gonna reach out to Rob Portnoy, talk a little Lobos hoop and a little bit of Lobos football. We got that big rescheduled game versus Air Force today. So we're gonna put the calls on hold next segment. Sorry for ya. Sorry for ya. Until then, talking performance art, I told you we were going to do it. No one's here to stop me. We're talking to your Survivor Series. WWE Survivor Series this weekend. There's four big pay-per-views, Vital. The Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. I've gone to them. I go to them. I travel for them. I've been watching this show for 30 years, Vital. 
I've been watching pro wrestling for 30 years. I'm 34 years old. How did you get into it? Well, like all Midwestern you boys. flip on the channel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wrestling at or, the chase. Or, or go to your backyard. It was on. It was on. It was on broadcast television when I was a kid. And you just get into it. You you fall in love with it. I never got into it. Sorry. Oh, but, yeah. Well, because you never you never knew the story of the Nature Boy Ric Flair, or Hollywood Hulk Hogan, or where I grew up, Harley Race. Like there are all these guys that were bigger than they were superheroes on my screen. And if you don't watch wrestling, by let me explain wrestling to you. It's not about wrestling. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just, n- no, I can't do it. Did you watch the Muppet show when it was on? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that's what WWE is. It's not, a sh- it's not a show. It's a show about a show. It's, it's drama. Oh, my gosh. Back where I'm from. It's just the idea of uh, the storylines. But I always thought it was kind of fake, so I never thought of it. But, what? you know, when I was growing up, roller derby was kind of fun, so I kind of gravitated toward that. Love roller derby. Some and of the best interviews I've ever done. Too, yeah. It's an it's every week, multiple times a week, depending on which one you watch. A show about a wrestling organization trying to put on a wrestling show. That's all it is. And how they disrupt it and screw it up and how it doesn't work and how segments fall flat and, and entertainers go over and people get beat up and, and there's a world of characters and locations and people and things you gotta learn to love and expect and, and it took me thirty years to be the absolute best at it. And Vital, if if I don't do anything in the next thirty years, I'm gonna turn you on to it. It hasn't worked already. <laughs> it's, it, it, in my world, it's the NFL Brock Le- and, and the NHL. I love hockey. Speaking of NFL, former NFL prospect Brock Lesnar, who's the current WWE champion, is going to take on Rey Mysterio in a no-holds-barred this Sunday, Vital. Yay. <laughs> I love that you hate it. <laughs> can Rey Mysterio overcome all odds to beat Brock Lesnar? Well, I tell you what, I just don't think he can. In Chicago. I, I don't think so either. The Universal, the Universal Champion Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, will face Daniel Bryan, who just recently lost the moniker New Daniel Bryan because he became a champion for the Earth, but now he's going to become a champion for himself. I'm not making any of this up. These are real stories. Oh, it's real. <laughs> like, <laughs> I believe that Daniel Bryan will, unfortunately, fall short of Bray Wyatt, and that is a shame because Daniel Bryan is the absolute best on the planet. Of course. The women's wrestling this is where you're dialed in vital right this is where you want to be a part of it oh yeah easy on the eye yeah no kidding in a in a in a in a in a very sensual three-way becky lynch bailey and Shayna balzer take each other on in a champion versus champion versus champion match who's gonna be your victor there vital i have seen that bailey yeah okay i'll go for her oh yeah, she's yeah, yeah oh, she's yeah. the prettiest girl in wrestling yeah so pretty wow mid-card champion aj styles the U.S. champion versus Shinsuke Nakamura in the newly debuted Intercontinental Championship versus one Roderick Strong in the North American champion. Don't get that confused with the U.S. champion. It's different. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take Roderick Strong in the upset here. Give it to the give it to the underdog. Tag team. Viking Raiders, the new day in the Undisputed Era. It's a maximum of championships. That's the whole idea with Survivor Series. You put all the champions from the different brands. I don't see the New Day losing this one. They're over. There's two over. The crowd loves them. It's in Chicago. It's not even going to be close. Men's Survivor Series elimination match, Team Raw. I'm not going to give you all the players. Versus Team SmackDown and Team NXT. 
You got to pick one by towel. Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, and you know nothing. None of the above. Yep. Neither. It's going to be SmackDown. They got Roman Reigns. He's the face of Fox. Now, I have I have seen that. That is, they, they do a great job of putting that together. They really do. I so agree. I'll, I'll, I have watched SmackDown, yes. So good. Best thing on TV. Sad to say, but I have. No, not sad. <laughs> but I tell you, you call me. We'll watch it together. I'll make sure you're up to speed. I... I don't know why it just doesn't appeal to me. Maybe because I know it's not real. What What do you mean real? It's the realest entertainment you can see. When I think of a competition and yes. I think of a sport, it's like okay, the winner. But it, it draws it. There's a again. There's there's drama. There's drama to it and a storyline. And so I I haven't given it enough time to. Is the Nutcracker not real enough for you? Oh, that that's that's classic. Wrestling's classic. NXT champion Adam Cole is going to take on the winner of whoever wins this thing tonight, so that's not super important. But I promise you, Adam Cole will not lose. Don't care about the cruiserweights. There's your card, Vital. That's going to be that's your big preview for Survivor Series. Can't wait. It's only going to be five hours long on Sunday, so I don't know if you're busy or not. Five right. hours? Are she, you kidding? Usually about five hours. I thought hours. they were like a, an hour or two. No, no. The, the big so it goes on for five consecutive hours? The, the big four, they really stretch out. There's a pre-show. Right. There's a warm-up. They do the event. It's four straight days in Chicago. They take over, what is that, the United Center, American Airlines, or whatever it is. They take over. So from Friday, they do SmackDown. Saturday, they do NXT TakeOver. Sunday, they do Survivor Series. Monday, they do Monday Night Raw. Four straight days, they shut down Chicago. Each day is five hours, though, or is uh, it the combination of the collective? Between three hours on the low end and between six hours on the long end. Oh, man. Yeah, that's too much for me. In Chicago. This is not yeah, a little I city. I, I grew up there, I, I, but ugh. You know how big it is in the Midwest. Wrestling hey, is, you know what it is. It's huge in the Chicago area. I agree. Where you're from, St. Louis. Oh my God, it's every. It's the best in my. It's probably Cleveland. Cleveland is the best wrestling city. Chicago yeah, is probably I've number heard two. That. Detroit, they like it up there. They love it. So there you go. It's a. It's a big matchup. If you don't have the network, get the network. It's on the network. Give me a call about it. I love it. I'll take hockey. <laughs> Let's grab a break so we can call Rob Portnoy. Talk Lobos. You listen to ABQ Central on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten D Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, Albuquerque. Stuffing is currently in the lead. Stuffing. I get that. I get it, too. There's so much you can do with it. It's the varsity of Thanksgiving sides. I mean, you could pour cranberry over it, red chili. You could, you know. What doesn't it go with? Yeah, right. You want it sweet? You want it salty? Joining us now. Talk a little Lobos. Friend of the program, friend of mine, Rob Portnoy. Good morning, Robert. How are you? Hey, I'm doing, man. How are you? I'm doing really well. Good. We're, you, we're, we're, curr- we're currently ranking JV versus Varsity Thanksgiving sides. Who you got in your Varsity Thanksgiving sides? Oh, I'm a huge cranberry guy. Same. It, it doesn't matter. It can be the straight-out-of-the-can cranberry sauce. It can be fresh cranberries. It's just got to be on the table somewhere in some form. So good. Unreal good. I also like the little veggie platter you get before the day starts. A little dip, give me a little totally. Ranch, yeah, a little ranch action. Mix up the sauces. Don't just go no. just ranch. Yeah, you know, mix it up. Rob, what's your Thanksgiving routine? Is it a you? Know, are you often traveling for sports? I didn't even think to ask that. You that are. Happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
Gosh. Yes, uh, I've had Thanksgiving in San Diego. I've had uh, Thanksgiving in places that I, I, I wouldn't prefer to be at Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, that's, that's quite uh, common. We're going to be on the road for New Year's this year, for example. So, yeah. This Lobo team is going to take you all over the country, and they're going to get a lot of attention while they're doing it. This basketball team can play. Yes, I agree. Um, I mean, I don't know what you've thought so far uh, as you've watched this uh, five and one start, but um, they're impressive, man. Uh, there's there's balance across the board. They can beat you inside. They can beat you outside. Um, they've shown that they can defend as well. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun year. That game against New Mexico State Thursday. You ever had any more fun? You ever had any more fun doing it, Rob? Because that's that's about as good as it gets there at the end. It was awesome, Fred. I, I'll tell you. But you know. It's going to be hard to top uh, winning the Mountain West Tournament back in 2014 in March and, and watching 10,000 Lobo fans storm the court. The, the pit was basically uh, in Las Vegas that day. It was pretty special. That's too good. That is, uh, yeah, it's been a great start, that 5-1 start for this basketball team, and, and the city is a buzz about it. I, you know, I, I got the day job outside of the radio show, and, and people often you know, they want to talk sports, and, and no one's asking me about the NFL. No one's asking me about baseball. No one's asking me about anything except for Lobo basketball. And, and I'm excited to be a part of, of this world now to where I just see how it overtakes the city. Like, is, is that your experience here with it, Rob? Is it just people, like, just so enthralled with it that there's no, not even able to focus anywhere else? 100%. People care so much. Um, it, it's incredible. It really is. Uh, and and it, it dwarfs anything else in this region. I mean uh, – it's funny. You go on the road, and you see these these nice. And I, I mean, this is just the way it is. They're 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 smaller. They're, it, the support is is kind of quaint by comparison. And then you come home, and it's just like, oh my! It is it is completely all encompassing. Um, and you're right. It, it pretty pretty much engulfs the city, <laughs> engulfs the community, and, and really engulfs the state. Lobos are everywhere. It's and- crazy. You and I were talking off the air, God, maybe a week ago, last weekend. It was last weekend. You and I were texting a little bit, and we were talking about Lobo football. And we were talking about the conclusion to the season a little bit and, and kind of how this, what are we, two and eight now, I think. Is that right, Rob? And, and, and just what this team has been through and battled through and what they've overcome. And, and today against Air Force, um, that's, kind of a, that's kind of a big deal because these guys are they're in. They're playing hard. They're doing the best they can. And, and it's in a way to where – that is translating to at least me, the viewer. Did I lose you, Rob? You still with me? Feel like I lost Rob. And as we were talking, when we were talking last week, we were watching that Lobo team play at Boise. And we were talking about like all the obstacles, and we we're talking about everything in front of the team and what they've overcome, and and what's going on off the field, and and different hardships. And obviously rescheduling of the Air Force game today. And if we can get Rob back on, what I want to ask Rob about is just how important, just how absolutely important this Air Force game is today at Dreamstyle Stadium. Just what it means to this Lobo football team. Just what it means to the coaching staff. What it means to the fan base. Because this off the field for the Lobos this year has been as taxing as any as I've ever seen. So, Rob, welcome back to the program. Can you talk a little bit about just, like, the importance of today's football game? Well, I sat down this week with Micah Gray and Bobby Cole. Um, they're two Lobo running backs. They're, they're actually probably going to get a lot of run 
uh, in the backfield this week because of all the injuries the Lobos have suffered at that position. Amari Davis um, has had a season-ending knee injury. Uh, it looks like uh, Bryson Carroll's ankle might prevent him from playing today. Um, Kentrell Moran had a, a bursa sack burst in his knee, and, and he's going to be able to play through that apparently and, and go this weekend or go th- today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you what, uh, talking with those guys, and you know they're not in the position group. They didn't sit in the film room with Najee um, the way that other guys you know that I've spoken to have, and. and there are different levels of closeness that you develop with, uh, you know, a specific player in a group of over 100 people. But um, they both uh, talked about just how incredible this unit is, and, and you know, being able to endure what they've gone through. And I'll tell you what, it, this game, the last game, Senior Day, um, Bobby Cole has been playing with a torn labrum. Um, you know, he's going to play running back and, and special teams today. And, and Bobby is a guy that told me there was no question back in July when he knew he had this tor- torn labrum that he was going to play this season. He could have had the surgery then and his season would have been over. Um, but he said, no, I, these, these seniors mean too much to me. And, and that's, that's what it's about. They're playing for each other right now. As far as hardships off the field, I don't know if I've seen a season with more anywhere. Can you talk about how this football team has has grown together as a unit throughout this season? Can you talk about the fellowship of just everyone involved? It's been incredible. I mean, it, it really has. Uh, amazing to think, um, you know, the, the first uh, couple of, of TV coaches shows that I did this season, I did with the Lobos um, offensive line and run game coordinator coach. Saga Tuatele. Remember, Coach Davey went down um, at the at the doorway to the locker room as he you know, had finished up talking to his players after the victory over Sam Houston. He was headed off to do his media, uh, and he, he didn't make it through the doorway. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's the way this season started. That was week one. Um, they 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 basically went for a couple of weeks there without their head coach. Uh, and, of course, we know what's happened recently here. The, the past two weeks, I can't imagine there being any more difficult um, uh, a period of time for uh, kids 18 to, to 22 years old and, and having to endure in the middle of this um, amazing grind that uh, is a college football season to have, um, you know, a, a loss like that. Uh, they, are, they are unbelievable, and it's not cliche. It's real. I mean, what they've been through and what they've endured. And, and honestly, you know, Coach Davey talked about it this week, and, and I don't know if it sinks in with people, but the idea that a team that had been off a week because they lost one of their brothers, he passed away, and, and, you know, completely suddenly and, and tragically, and then they get down 28-0 to zero before you even blink. And it, totally, I mean, uh, however you want to describe it, the, tent could have been folded, the fetal position, whatever. Um, tail tucked is, is the way Bobby Cole des- described it to me when I spoke with him this week. Um, they did not do any of that, and they actually held Boise State scoreless from that point forward till late in the third quarter. I, I tip my cap to them, man. They, they are off the charts. Unbelievable, this group. What is the energy going to be like today down at Dreamstyle State? What is... 
what is it going to be for the the fan experience? Is it is it just business as usual? Is it football as usual? Or is is there going to be uh, with the senior day? Act, is is there going to be a lot going on that come early and experience it and, and kind of celebrate the team as the season ends? Or is it is it uh, just another Saturday here in New Mexico? Well, you know, senior day is going to be next weekend. Oh, my mistake. I apologize. Yeah, yeah that, that's no worries. No, it, but this this is a special week. I mean, um, the Lobos had. Uh, Planned, of course, as you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, a big uh, celebration of first responders, military personnel, uh, and law enforcement personnel um, for this game, for the Air Force game. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Heroes Day. Um, it is also a Think Pink, uh, so uh, cancer awareness and, and survivors and appreciation um, are going to be celebrated uh, as well. So th- this is a big day. Uh, there, there, there's going to be a ton uh, going on. So, no, it, it's not just a normal day. I, I mean, if, if fans come out today, uh, a lot of different things are going on. Um, you know, they're going to be displaced from the U.S. Army, the U.S. Air Force, the National Guard, uh, representatives from uh, state police, from uh, the fire department, Bernalillo County, uh, Fire and Rescue, the Police Youth Academy, ABQ Police, Albuquerque Police, um, the, the Metro Detention Center here in Bernalillo County, the Veterans Resource Center, um, a ton of fun things going on. The HAL Zone is going to be, you know, just completely uh, packed with activities for, for fans of all ages. So I, I think, you know, yeah, if you want to check out some, some really cool emergency uh, first responder law enforcement and, and military-type vehicles, they're going to be set up uh, in the parking lot. It, it's going to be pretty sweet. Get out today. Check out the football team. Give them the send-off that they so deserve at this season because, like we said, they've, they've, they've battled it. They've battled it all season, and, and a lot of young men growing and, and discovering and learning. And, and before I let you go, Rob, just to pivot out real quick back to basketball because I know the listener wants to know, that Auburn matchup on Monday night – that's that's the biggest test, right? That's the one where where you know this basketball team is is going to be, or where they could be, come come near or or at March. For sure. I mean, I think it's just a great opportunity. I, I wouldn't place too much importance on it, Fred. I mean, to, so so let's say the Lobos go into a neutral court environment and they lose to a team uh, that was a Final Four squad a year ago um, by twelve. Does that mean that the Lobos aren't as good as we think they could be? No, no, of course not. I, um, now, I don't think that this Lobo team is going to go into a, this environment and, and you know, be run out of the gym, for example, the way that it was a season ago against St. Mary's um, in, in Los Angeles. So I, I think that we'll see a very different type of basketball game this time around against a quality opponent. Um, in, in one of these non-conference deals. I, I, uh, I fully expect the Lobos to give Auburn everything they can handle. Aside from the misstep against UTEP, is this a 80-point-a-night team? Is this a, is this a team that will flirt with 90 every night? Do they have that kind of offensive power? No question. Awesome. I mean, yeah, no question. I, the, the, the UTEP deal, is that's how UTEP plays. I mean, there, there's no shame in scoring in the 60s against that team given – you know, the way that they play and, and the, the type of defense that they play and the tempo with which they play. Um, the, the Lobos are not going to be in that style of game most nights. And this offense, I guarantee you, if they, get it enough, if they were to get another shot at UTEP, they would score over 75 against that team. The voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. Rob, thank you for your time this morning, my friend. 
great being with you always. Have a great one. Thank you. He's the best in the business. Cranberry, he said. I'm excited for football today for New Mexico. It's an anything can happen kind of kind of day. But as long as it's celebrated, as long as it's represented correctly. We just got a little bit left. We're going to go to break. When we come back, I'm giving you my varsity of Thanksgiving sides by the time I'm releasing the list. All right. You listen to ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610 D, Sports Animal. Sorry, Van. This is the best show we ever did, Vital. It was pretty good. Best show in the history of Sports Talk Radio here in Albuquerque. Van was a part of it. All right, I'll let him back in. He's back in. Yeah, I would. Big thank you to Van Nunley for calling us from Flag. <laughs> Can't do it, Flagstaff. Nice take take a moment out of your vacation and do a little work. Talk Colin Kaepernick with him. That was great. Talk Miles Garrett this morning. That was not so great. Big thank you to Robbie Rodriguez and Evelyn Leggett, New Mexico Ballet Company. That might be the best segment we've ever done. That's the best interview we've ever done. Yeah, they were great. They were tremendous. Check out the Nutcracker. Next couple weekends, it's at Pope Joy. Nutcrackerabq.com. Take a group of 10. You got a Boy Scout group, you got a Girl Scout group, you got a church group. You got purple hats here. Do they have the purple hat club here? I don't know if that's a thing here. I don't know what that is, no. Yeah, it's a thing my grandma's in. Oh. Rob Portnoy talking Lobos. Big thank you to him. One of our Survivor Series. <laughs> what a good program. <laughs> we did so good today. So, Lobo football, Lobo basketball. Now that's tonight, right? The WWE is that? It's all weekend. It, oh. it started last night. Oh, okay. SmackDown was last night, which was about as exciting as it gets. NXT TakeOver tonight, War Games. And it continues on t- till tomorrow, correct? Yes. It's, okay. They put two rings next to each other, Vital. Uh, okay. They put a cage around the two rings, and they let these ladies battle each other to death. It's like Thunderdome. I'm not exaggerating one iota. Tomorrow, Survivor Series, Monday, Monday Night Raw. Check it out. If, you, if you're not a WWE fan, now's the time to get in. Expose yourself to the Nutcracker and the WWE and, and live your holidays a happy. All right, I got the varsity right here of Thanksgiving sides. We took your calls. We took your opinions. Everyone we talked to. I'm giving you my personal varsity of Thanksgiving sides. Sixth man. Are you ready? Go for it. Vegetable medley. All day. Put a little butter on that bad boy. What? what, what the what vegetable is, medley. What's that? That's like carrots and green beans and corns oh, and you smash oh, them. Okay. Some yeah. sort of bean. Okay, that's weird. It's a, well, that's why it's the sixth man. <laughs> stuffing is on my list. I got stuffing number five. Mashed, there you go. Mashed potatoes number four. You're going to notice starch is oh, a that, theme here. That's got to move up. Can't move up past sweet potatoes, which is number three. Oh, it can in my world. Oh, it cannot. Put a little, put a little mellow on top, a little marsh on top, a little marshmallow on top. 
heat that bad boy up, melt it down. Oh, God, in my you mouth. You are from the Midwest. Oof. Put that in my mouth. <laughs> you know, it's simple, but simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Of course. Rolls. Yeah? Yeah. Butter them. Got to have that. Honey glaze. I want it. And the number one on my varsity. And if you can put anything in casserole form, you do it. It's green bean casserole. It's number one. Yeah. Gosh. You, a little mushroom soup? You're going you're gonna to put that in front of, like, mashed potatoes and stuffing? Really? Yes. Mm. They're all in the varsity squad. Yeah, I know, but move those other. Now, we had a caller earlier today that said uh, red chili over uh, mashed potatoes. I, I, I would agree. I've had that. I don't know about that life. I know about taking green bean and wrapping it in bacon. I'll eat that all day. Give me a little asparagus. You ever do any of those weird salads? No, I. If I don't know what it is, I won't eat it. <laughs> like with with crab, what what's the little crab apple one? The little, you know what I'm talking about. The one my grandma always ate. Varsity of Thanksgiving foods. Hope you enjoy your holiday with your family. Hope your tradition's good. Hey, keep the politics away from the table, Vital, this holiday. Oh, I, I hate politics. Yeah, that, that's easy. You want to fight with your uncle? No, don't want to fight with anybody. <laughs> no. Football. That's NFL. what. NFL. <sighs> Have one too many drinks, and your p- political opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It was a good program today. Sure was. Good to see you. Happy Turkey Day. We'll be on next week, so be prepared to be prepared to work. You listen to ABQ Central on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten D Sports Animal. Good job.